she raps? Hello. Hello. It's natural. It's natural. T-A-double-B-double-O-O. One calorie taboo. I've got a big smile and a hairy butt. And I got one thing that they don't got. It's natural. For me, it's natural, G. Yo, yo, see, for me, two hot pussies bumping in the night. There's not even a single guy in sight. They're dykes. It's oh. what they like. For them, it's natural. Bryce speaking. Hello. So my name's Richard. I work for a radio show. Are you familiar with the Howard Stern show? Wait, wait a second. Is this like Alan Richard? Yeah, yeah, that's me, oh, Richard. Like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's my leg. I listen to you all the time. Would you freak out if you got to talk to Howard? Are you kidding? <laughs> Hey now, hey now, it's Howard Stern, how are you? Oh my god, Howard, hi, this how, is Bryce. How are you, Bryce? This is so exciting, I, I'm, I'm amazing, you know, I just got your book, and like, it is the greatest read I've ever had. Thank you, thank you. It is well, the greatest. I'm glad you like the book, let's get down to business. Uh, I'm coming out to Los Angeles to uh, inaugurate the new Sirius XM Studios, and uh, yeah. there's some things that they consider too risque for Richard and Sal to do in my studio, and I was wondering if we can use your gay nightclub to do these stunts. Is that okay? Howard, my club is your club. Anything you need. Thank you. The first thing uh, we're going to do is hang Richard and Sal upside down from your ceiling, and they will have cups in their mouths, and they will piss oh my into their own cups with their penises. The person with the most piss wins. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. <laughs> and, and we have an area uh, that was, it's perfect for it because like, it's got a cement floor, so it doesn't matter if piss gets all over the floor. Um, if you want, I can even get a special strap that you can hang Richard and Sal upside down with. It'll be my pleasure. Hey, now, you're talking my language. The next uh, game we have is who can John Hine rape? He will so. chase these uh, two idiots, Richard and Sal, around a table in your club, and the first one he tackles, he could fuck. Howard, that might be a little difficult because of the laws here, but we can work something out, you know. I just want to make sure everybody's safe. Hey, now, safety first. The next thing I like to do is chloroform Richard Christie oh, and then depants him, put him in a dress and lipstick, and wake him up on my lap. Oh, my God, that, that is awesome. Yes, definitely on that one, 100%. Okay, this next one's called Balls or Vagina. Uh, we blindfold Sal and Richard and Excuse have me? the... Yes. I, I don't think so. Well, listen to Howard, the... Listen no to, vagina in this club at all. Just a portion. Sorry, Howard. I mean, vaginas are just icky and... Hey, now, it's understood. Strictly <laughs> cock and balls. Howard, it is my honor to be a part of this. I can supply as many men as you need with... Uh, well, thank you, and uh, we'll be in touch. <laughs> hey now, bye bye. I'll talk to you soon. Welcome to the Howard Stern Show. Today's special celebrity chef, Rachel Ray. Okay, so now we got four balls. Jam the onions into one side of each of our balls. Enjoy. Hey now. 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 Good morning, everyone. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. I see they're uh, starting in again with this Christmas. The um, 
Fox News is waging their annual war on Christmas again. You know, they're upset. Or saying the war on Christmas is being waged. Yes. And it all comes down to Starbucks. I don't know when Starbucks became the thing, but... Well, they're the lightning rod with that cup they issue every year. Yeah, they have a cup that says Merry Coffee and... (laughs) <laughs> Somehow, Fox News thinks that uh, Christmas is being taken away from them because Starbucks. First of all, when did Starbucks become the the company that's in charge of Christmas? I don't know. And how you feel about Christmas in this country. When did it's they weird. get that? And who made Fox News the arbiters of what is Christmas? And what is Christmassy enough? Well, I think this all comes from the religious right. Yeah. And Fox is just taking up the cause. Because that's a lot of their viewers. It's all about the coffee cup. If the coffee cup said, you know, if it had Christ being crucified, then everything would be good. Well, not on his birthday. You should have the nativity scene. Okay. (laughs) But Fox News looks at... Merry Christmas. In other words, you can't look at a company like Starbucks and what they put on a cup and then judge the, the condition of Christmas. You can't do that. Oh, yes, you can. They did it. They did it. I don't like it. (laughs) Don't say something that's actually happening can't happen. And the other thing is these gender reveal parties. I I didn't realize what an epidemic they are. People are convinced that you should have a party. And in order to announce when you find out what sex your baby's going to be and you want to announce it to your friends, you just don't call them up. You go. Come to a party, and somehow we will reveal the party. And I guess, because guys have nothing to do with these parties, they have been doing things that are getting people killed. People, people yeah, getting... they're building bombs to, yeah. to celebrate the birth Listen of their to this. Child. I read this. A couple <laughs> hired a plane to fly low over their party. Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. And released 350 gallons of water to reveal the sex of their unborn baby. In this case, the water was pink. Because it was a girl. Once the plane released the water, it stalled, it crashed, and caused the minor caused like caused the minor injuries. I mean, You're they right. got off lucky. Yeah, it didn't kill anybody this time. The one where they built the bomb, it killed yeah. the woman. Last month, uh, a woman died in a gender reveal explosion. In 2017, gender reveal parties caused a wildfire in Arizona. I don't even know how yeah, that happened. They, they burned up a bunch of uh, <laughs> things because obviously sparks went off. With whatever they did. And my theory is it's that the dads get involved because, the, you know, guys don't get They've got to have something to do. Right. right. So they start blowing shit up. Yeah. You know, dad started cooking uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving turkeys. Right. And houses burned down. <laughs> <laughs> but the part, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, who cares what you're having? I mean, the only people who should care are the parents. And the grandparents, maybe. Right. And then a couple of your friends, they could get a phone call when you get around to it. Here's the sad reality. You have to you have to stop trying to make every single moment of your boring life special. Life, you know. Well, that's the thing. I said, it seems to me now there are like 50 parties before you get married. Right. And 75 parties when you get pregnant. Right. You know, because there's the shower and what are we and the celebrating? Reveal, and the da, 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 you know, it's just ridiculous. Just for celebrating getting to put your penis in a woman, right? That's yeah. all that happened. That's you all know, that somebody happened. Somebody had sex. <laughs> yeah, pretty gross. 
And um, I, I was thinking about this. At first I thought, well, maybe it's bullshit. I know Judd Apatow's against it. Netflix is testing out a new feature to let people watch movies at faster speeds. First of all. I heard that, and I was like, what in the world is that? Who needs to watch a movie on high speed? I, maybe not a movie, but I was thinking, you know, I would like that for like, like I was watching the People's Choice Awards. And there's a lot of boring parts. There were certain people I wanted to see. I wanted to see Adam Sandler give uh, Jennifer Aniston an award. I wanted to watch Spade. Uh, there was maybe a musical group I wanted to see. But other than that, if I could watch it in double speed and, you know, and understand the words, but I don't need to understand every word, I think I'd like it. You're still going to fast forward to the, through those parts. I guess. And then, like, even these shows on the CW, like, like The Flash, like, I stopped watching that because it's so boring. Like, if I could watch that on double speed, I think I'd be back into it because... Maybe the Flash. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or maybe any of those shows. Like maybe the Arrow and the Flash. It's weird because I love superhero movies and shows, but on the CW they have a lot of cool ideas. They got Supergirl, they got the Flash, they got Batwoman, and I. You find know, the only one I watch anymore is that uh, Arrow? Black Lightning. Oh, no, Black Lightning. Light. I don't watch Black Lightning, and I don't watch Arrow anymore. I don't watch any of them, and it's like. Uh, I used to watch all of them and because they're superheroes, but I think if I could watch them on double speed, maybe that'd be good. You stopped watching them because they got boring. Yeah, they all have a very similar appearance and approach to how they do it. They're almost written by the same guy, I have a feeling. It's the same story over and over again. And for like Dancing with the Stars, which I don't watch on a regular basis, like I stopped once Sailor Brinkley Cook wasn't in it anymore. And, and You really did? Yeah, I really did. I liked watching her, but, <laughs> uh, but if I could watch dancing with the stars in seven minutes, I would, I would, I would use that feature. I think I like it. No, you don't. Because again, you're not going to watch Sean Spicer for two seconds. Well, that's true too. <sighs> I don't know. I'm, I might be into this. And they were only proposing it for movies. As well, far as I knew. I was talking to JD. He watched, uh, <laughs> this is great. I love the show, The Wire. It's one of the, if you never saw The Wire, they it's have it. It's a great on, show. It's on Netflix. You can watch it, it you know, stream it. Uh, you know, you'll watch it and you'll just go straight through because it it's so good. And he says he watched it in um, high speed. The oh, Wire. No. Yeah, I don't know how he did that. He watched it in double speed. So, uh, this is the thing. I agree with Judd Apatow because... People who write movies and these long-form television shows spend so much time on the story and the dialogue and the no. creation of characters eh. that to watch it on high speed is absolutely ridiculous. If you want to listen to my show on high speed, I don't care. might even be better. No, you want to <laughs> savor every moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are parts that like people don't give a shit about. It. Then you can just end the kind of like, yeah, okay, I'd, I'd listen to that if it was... On high no. speed. Do you want to speed up JD bombing yesterday? Yeah. JD what do I care? As long as you subscribe. You won't get the effect. <laughs> it's okay. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. Um, I am a, I object. I don't actually. Judd's got to relax. I object to Netflix. <laughs> Judd's like, don't do that to my art. I'm like, eh, you know, come on. Calm down. Well, that's like taking a great painting and saying, I only want to see this part of it. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't even care. Like, there was a radio station that figured out, um, they were airing the Rush Limbaugh show, and they figured out how to kind of, like, clip it so that it would be sped up, but you're, you wouldn't really notice. You wouldn't notice. Uh, yeah. That way they could jam more commercials in. 
which was the whole idea. It's a commercial enterprise. And um, I don't know. I think people objected. By people, I mean, I mean, Limbaugh. I wouldn't care. <laughs> well, I mean, I would like to give you the opportunity to hear me in real time. But if you want to speed me up, you go ahead. John Hine agrees with you, though. He called it sacrilegious in here. We were talking about it. He says yes, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Although I wish, like, in real life I had that. I, if I could double-time some of Gary's stories, if I was just standing <laughs> well, that's there. that's different. <laughs> you didn't say Gary. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you. Okay. That was interesting. It was very fast. It was over. But I don't know. I was uh, reading. Well, this. you're one of those people who who watches movies on your phone. You're yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. By the way, <laughs> and fuck you, everybody. I love it. I watch blockbusters on my iPad. That is so sad. Uh, not for me. I love it. I love you it. You don't know what you're missing. I watched that last one with Thanos right on my iPad, and I loved it. Then you don't know the story. That's why you don't understand I, anything. Did I, you watch I Game of Thrones on your phone? Hold on, let me rewind you. I don't understand anything. No, I watch you Game of Thrones. You would always come in and say you didn't understand what happened on this week's episode. No. First of all, most of it was shot in the dark. And secondly, they had so many characters who I didn't give a fuck about. I didn't know what was going on. But if you're watching on. them on a phone, you're definitely not going to And go. by the way, I'm still watching The Walking Dead. I, I, I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I haven't seen one episode of the season. I haven't missed. I like it watching it it's very sad because i would be so anxious for every season when it was good to me that i couldn't wait for it to start up do you think i should talk to my psychiatrist i'm being serious now do you think i should talk to my psychiatrist about the fact that i'm obsessed with oprah like i i, I yes I, you should you do what do you think yeah. first of all because you are so you want to tell oprah how to live here's what's going on with me let me let, you, you could be the doctor I, I follow Oprah on Instagram. And at first I did it, I was like, well, let me just see what she's up to. Yeah, it was supposed to be a goof. Like a goof. <laughs> You're like the guy who took heroin yeah. one time. And I got tricked. Because I, I, this is what got me thinking about this. There's a, a little item in uh, page six of the New York Post. Charlize Theron says Oprah Winfrey's Instagram is like online Xanax. At Glamour Women's of the Year honor, Theron told the crowd that she feels her role in the world is to create as much empathy as I can. But I'm talking more, I'm talking about more than just the feeling you get when you look at Oprah's Instagram feed. Although, believe me, that does a pretty good job at filling the void these days. Have you ever seen her holding vegetables that she grows in her garden? It's like Xanax. That's uh, Charlize Theron saying it. But I got to tell you, I'm uh, watching this Oprah. I hope she doesn't unfollow me. Or uh, not unfollow me. Unfriend you. Uh, Yeah, unfriend (laughs) me or whatever you call it on Instagram. (laughs) But I go nuts from it. First of all, I sit there. You know, she has a very lavish lifestyle. And she also appears to be having so much fun. And when I say a lavish lifestyle, I I don't know. I go nuts from her. I mean, maybe I'm in love with her. I don't know what it is, but she's ruining my life. Because there she is. She's got this gorgeous home. And uh, she's sitting there with her personal chef. And she's sitting there and she he's making her lunch. And she's looking over this lunch and boy, is it a nice looking lunch. It looks plant-based. It's uh, portioned out for her. And she's, you know, she's still as heavy as anything. And it's driving me crazy that she's the head of Weight Watchers and she hasn't lost any weight. 
And then she's got a personal chef who seems to portion everything out. Then all of a sudden, she's like Alexa Hente. She's sitting there with a fork, and you're watching her eat. And she says to the chef, No, mm. you are watching her eat. Yes, that's who I mean, me. <laughs> and then she goes, Mmm, this is good, but I don't like I don't like these beans. I don't like these beans. Mm, but, but, but I'll eat, I'm, and I'm watching her, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, and then she goes, oh, oh, by the way, how many points is this? Three points, three points. Uh, wait, for those of you who are on Weight Watchers, it's three points. It's three points. First of all, I'm like, what woman has the time to make this elaborate lunch? Secondly, what is she carrying on with three points? She hasn't lost a fucking pound. It ain't working. <laughs> and I sit there, and, and my wife even says, are you watching Oprah right now? Because she sees me getting steamed up. And I don't know why it matters to me. What am I doing? Then she's. This is what I wonder. Then why the other does day, it matter to you? I don't know. Just listen to me. You're a psychiatrist. I'm telling you my problem. <laughs> I'm watching. She's hanging out with Gail. And they decide to go to the Tina Turner, a Broadway show. And they video everything. I don't know if she has a camera crew with her. I don't everything she and she's having fun and there's Tina and they're walking in with Tina and 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 she's like oh this is so much fun. and Oprah's in such a good mood and, and in fact it, they're talking to Tina Turner Tina Turner doesn't even want to be there and it's a show about her you can see she looks <laughs> yeah, miserable Oprah dragged her there <laughs> and Oprah's like how do you feel you have a show it's Tina Turner and I'm sitting there and I'm like how does Gail who now has her own job on network television. By the way, it's the third rated uh, morning show. Why has she got so much fucking free time to hang out with Oprah? And they're, and, and they're, they, they're doing everything together. And it's making me fucking crazy that Gail's not over at CBS figuring out how to boost the ratings on that show. And, and, and they're at the Tina Turner thing. And, and Gail's supposed to be the morning person. You don't go out <laughs> on a work night. Oprah's ruining my life. But I can't stop watching it. Well, you must. I love it. No, you must stop Why? watching. This Why? is like heroin. Oh, my God. As I said before, <laughs> you are now not doing what you're supposed to be doing, watching Oprah. Then Would she Oprah had a, spend this much time watching you? Then she's in her garden. And I'm like, what is this bullshit? In her garden, picking vegetables. And I'm like, fuck this. Oprah's acting like she grew these vegetables. She's got a gardener. She doesn't pick the vegetables either. No. And I'm getting worked up. And I can't quit her. She's got to block me. <laughs> You're like uh, that guy in Brokeback Mountain. I can't quit you. I can't quit her. <laughs> I, I'm watching her pick. And then she had a dinner party. And she had, I mean, listen, God bless her. She made a lot of money. And then, and, and even at the dinner party, she had all her guests there and the tables. Be, and I even counted to make sure. I want to say, how many white people are there? How many black people are there? Listen to this. Oh, listen. Yeah, because I was like, I hope black people are getting to enjoy some of the. Oh, stop it. Well, Just listen, stop. I worry about the black people. You know yeah, I do. Yeah, right. You, hey. <laughs> but there were. Stop there was, the nonsense. There was an equal number of white people and black people at Oprah's table, which I was Oprah glad. Oprah knows you're watching. She knows. I know she knows. <laughs> She knows I'm counting. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm obsessed with everything Oprah. And then she wears very tight dresses. And I don't... Listen. It's her business, Howard. It's my business, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> can't... Stop it.
<laughs> I'm into Oprah's Instagram. You're like a stalker at this point. Am I a fan? Or and I'm... Oprah is a, is supplying you yeah. with the the stalking information. She's being there for you then so she, you can stalk her. The other day, I was fascinated. She and Gail were in a special room at O Magazine where the woman who makes the book reviews and recommends what books to read. So it's not even Oprah reading the books? <laughs> no, the, there's a woman in there and Oprah goes in and realizes that Michelle Obama has written a book she didn't know about. And what's wrong with Michelle Obama that she didn't tell Oprah? Because if she had, Oprah could help her sell the book and she would have put it on her favorite things list. And it was really dumb about uh, Michelle Obama. And I'm like, this is driving me crazy again. This is she's carrying on that Michelle Obama should tell her what book she wrote. What are you going to do if Oprah stops recording herself? Are I'm you going to have to go? I'm fucked. And watch I, her from outside her gate. <laughs> I got to admit, I'm 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 an Oprah fan. I think you are. You're I the am. Biggest. I got you are her. Marianne from Brooklyn. I am. <laughs> I should scream it from the mountaintop. I'm watching Oprah's Instagram more than anything, and then I'm saying, and then I get aggravated. I go. Why did Oprah quit her TV show if she wants to Instagram? In other words, you could be doing this all on TV. I, I, that drove me nuts. Do you ever get an answer? No, I, mean, I, I no, because I asked my wife. And my wife's like, you got to relax. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Oprah, and then there was something else that Oprah made her list. And then she put uh, Lady Gaga's makeup line on her favorite things. Yeah. And then Lady Gaga's on the Instagram applying makeup to Oprah. And even that made me a little nuts. And I don't even I don't I don't even know why. You don't know why. I don't know why. It made me crazy. And, and, and then there was something that Oprah liked, and it's not on her list. And she's like, I, "This should have been on my list." And then you I got know what? I had a thought yesterday because I'm trying to figure out what to get you for Christmas. Yeah. And I said, I should get him everything on Oprah's list. Let me tell you something. You couldn't afford it. That <laughs> Oprah, she's got expensive tastes. <laughs> um, that's another thing that made me nuts. I'm looking at this list and I go, what women, middle class or, or lower middle income, are reading this thing and, 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 and somehow getting satisfaction from it? But I love her well, list. Well, there are reasonable things on there, too. Yeah. Well, you I, can't have everything Oprah has or likes, but you can have one or two things. I love, I love the list. I do look at it. <laughs> I'm busy with I it. I thought about getting it for you. Well, look, should I? What <laughs> Oprah's list? I, I, don't get me Oprah's. Don't get me anything. <laughs> I'm getting you Oprah's list. You know, nothing satisfies me. The guys at Marvel, who know I'm a huge fan, they um. There's going to be a Marvel radio channel here at Sirius. I don't know how. Oh, gonna, really? Yeah, they're going to act out some of the comic books or something. I don't know what's oh, going on stop. over there. Are right? you kidding me? No. So they sent over. Uh, I haven't even read the letter yet, but they sent. They drew me with Iron Man and uh, uh, Captain America, like all the Avengers, and yeah. me, and and I have a cat with me. Uh, and it was very sweet of them. What is? But what is, am I going to do with how that? How big is this? It's is a. No, it's like frame about. Frame it and hang it. Like eight by twelve, let's say. Okay. Well, yeah. why wouldn't you frame it and hang it? It's in framed. Some room. It's black and oh, white, though. But Gary, didn't you show it to me in color? How did it go to black and white from color? 
Someone else showed you a picture of it in color. <clears throat> yeah, how did it get? But the one I have is in black and white. Don't know. Yeah. You but, haven't seen the actual thing yet? But I should start it. Like, if I was into, like, Instagram, I would sit there with my my picture and show it to people. But, yeah. But I sit and go, why would I show that to people? They're never going to have a... Uh, a Marvel uh, comic book cover drawn of them. Why would I make them feel bad? Or how do you Oprah, know that makes people feel bad? I don't know. That's what Oprah does, and I don't like it. But I do but wait like a minute. It. How do you know it makes people feel bad? Because they're that jealous. That is not a truth. They're going to be jealous. You think that, but that is not the truth. To sit there and show your your uh, your your fantastic lifestyle, I don't know. Isn't that what the Kardashians do for a living? And that look at how many followers they have. Yeah, but people hate them too. You hate them. I don't hate them. Everything mm-hmm. bothers me. Do you understand? I can't win. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Do you realize you're talking about you and you're thinking that means people? Oh, that's not yeah. how things go. Yeah, it's called projection. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the artist's name is Jorge Molina. Jorge Molina. Mm. Uh, yeah, I know. You should go out with him. I think he's uh, on his way out of the country, isn't he? Has yeah. the president gotten rid of him? Jorge, anybody named Jorge is probably leaving the country. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I do I do enjoy Oprah's Instagram account. I don't know if you're enjoying it. This sounds like torture. I know, I know. But I, I, I it works me up. Everything works me up. I said that to my um, yeah, fair. My psychiatrist says, and he was like trying to tell me to calm down. Well, that's the whole point. Why do you, you're like the guy who picks at a scab? You you don't have dogs, you know. You have to put that big the cone thing on them. It's a cone. When, yeah, the cone. Right. I need to wear a cone. Surgery. <laughs> but I think you need I'm, a a cone for life. Listen, I'm going to throw in the towel and just say I'm an Oprah fan. I'm that's it. Yeah, stop denying it. Yeah. When you're constantly following her. Yeah. And everything that's written about her. I can't help myself. And everything she she broadcasts. And once you accept Oprah, your life gets better. Because uh She's not like Xanax to you, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well nobody is. <laughs> yeah. What do you call You some- know, I go through the day I don't think about Oprah. I don't either, but I'm on that Instagram. No, I, no, no. You're thinking about Oprah because you're following Oprah. That's what I mean. I got to get off that Instagram. I go on because I want to see. Saying. I want to see what videos my wife is posting of me on her account because I, I tell my oh, wife. Oh, you? Yes. <laughs> I'm sitting there with the cat. My cat, Helen, was in my arms the other day, and I was just enjoying her. And then Beth comes running over with the camera. Next thing I know, I'm on on Instagram. So you're like Oprah. And now I'm like Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, honey, I don't need to share. Look at my cat. Yeah, I don't need to. She goes, it's good. I'm listen. I'm trying to get cats adopted. I'm getting you know getting homes for cats. Uh, so I said, all right. And so uh, you know, suddenly I'm on there too. So what's the difference between you and Oprah? Oprah's doing it willingly. I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to be on there. You could not. You could say, "Don't put that on your Instagram account." I do. She doesn't. She does not care. <laughs> she just does it. I go. I go. Do, she goes. You look cute. It's okay. And I go. I don't look cute. I've never looked cute. When I was cute, oh. I wasn't even that cute. <laughs> 
Mark, go ahead in Massachusetts. Oh, our phones are dead. What? Yeah. What's going on, guys? Did we pay the bill? Oh, yeah, you're right. We didn't pay the bill. <laughs> guys, how come I can't hear Mark? Hmm. I pressed it down. Let me say Mark. Is this on? Hold on. Let me do a little. Anybody want to talk to me about this? Gary? Anyone know? Everyone out here says there's nothing going on back here. They suggest maybe you try another call. Really? All right. Let me put him on hold. Oh, wait. Mark? Oh, there you are. Where, where the fuck were you? What do you mean, where was I? I was putting a fire out. Huh? All right, all right. Well, what can I do for you, Mark? Uh, sorry about that. Um, I was calling to find out what when you when you have a problem with the show, like you know, like a JD bit or something. Is that something you go home and talk to your wife about? <laughs> you have a problem? <laughs> yeah, there was a big problem. I went home and told my wife JDini was uh, not <laughs> that great. Uh, no, I don't. My wife will say to me, "How how did you? How was your show?" And then I'll always go, "I think it was okay." What about any like um, any bits or anything that that you think might be questionable? No, 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 no. She's not really involved. What do you mean by questionable, though? Well, no. I mean anything that sounds Richard do really. I mean, right. you know. No, no. I've, I've like, I've. Uh, Valid Richard. My wife's not a real fan of the show. She doesn't. She'll. She. She. Uh, it's weird. Like uh, the other every night, I sit there and I go over uh, material on my computer that we might be airing the next day. Uh, and she'll walk in and it'll inevitably be something like, like, you know, somebody shitting or farting or someone singing about Robin's tits. And then she'll walk in and she goes, Oh, what's that? And I, she, she, that's disgusting. And I go, Well, then leave. I don't know what to tell you. This is what I do. This is how I, this is how I put food on the table. Uh, I got one, one last question. Are you, uh, with the winter, are you afraid of, of Flemmy Gary and, and then it's an infection? I mean, I'm afraid of everything. Up. It's not just Flemmy Gary. I got to get out of the cold today. This morning in New York is so cold, so bitterly Brutal. cold. I'm going for my pneumonia shot next week. Um, why are you waiting so long? Because my doctor's office is awfully inconvenient and he's the only one who can give it to me. I was going to go to this other guy. And he says, no, you got to go to your, um, your primary care physician for the pneumonia really? shot. I, yeah, I guess some sort of like they, it's not like the flu shot. They get, hmm. so I, I can't get down there till next week. Did you get it? Yeah. No? I had it a while ago. Pneumonia or flu? No, pneumonia. Yeah. You don't get that every year. Oh, how often do you get that? I think it's, it might be a two shot thing too. And you're just done. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go get it next week. I got it all worked out. I got to get down to motor vehicles. You know, do you know that I used to renew my license, my driver's license in the mail, and now they're doing a thing where if you want to use it as ID, you got to you gotta go down to motor do vehicles. What? You got to go down to motor vehicles. Have everything. It's like your blood type. It's unbelievable what they do. You got to bring your social security card, your passport. You got to bring your It's almost your like address. a passport. Yeah. Yeah. Howard, I had to go twice and I had all the documents and I still Why'd you have to go twice? Because I because <clears throat> one of the documents they said wasn't good, but it was good and so I had to go get the other document again and wait online. I know. I mean, you know, we had, I was so proud of us that we had re removed that bureaucracy of going to the um motor vehicles, but now we're back into it. Well, they want this thing really is like a passport. It's called yeah. a verified, yeah, this is verified license. Yeah. Well, if and you it's like an enhanced license. Yeah, yeah. If you want to take a plane or something somewhere and they check ID, you got to have an enhanced license. Uh, if you want to be mandatory. 
Yep. It's going to be it mandatory is. like three years. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, because I just got a new license. Uh, Everybody said I don't next know if year. mine is enhanced. I'm going, and and I got a whole agenda this week. I got I got to get my license. I got to get uh, the 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 um, pneumonia shot. I got to. Uh, I'm going to go down to uh, this place called Hydro. What's that? This I'm really into Peloton. You know, riding that bike. There's a yeah. there's a rowing machine that's like Peloton. They got teachers. The same deal, except it's a rowing machine. So now you're going to row and Peloton. That's what I'm thinking about. So I'm going to go check that out because I, you know, I'm not running anymore. So I'm looking for shit to do. I'm going to get my ass ripped. Probably better for your knees. Yeah. But I got to go check it out. See, I don't want to just buy it and then not use it. That's depressing. So I'm going to go see if it's something I'd be interested in. Did you row a lot before? Yeah, I have a rowing machine, but it's so boring. But I've, and same, I've, same with an exercise bike. I've had one for years. It just sits there and collects dust. But then when I got the Peloton with the teacher, I'm, I you do love it. the teacher. I love it. I love my teacher. I love my teacher. Jen, what up? I'm going <laughs> to, um, and I do uh, that four days a week because I'm motivated. That's jealous of her? No, no, no. Beth doesn't care. Oh, all right. That's why I love Beth. She doesn't even want to do Peloton. It's so great. She doesn't get into it with you. No, and it's like like she doesn't want to fuck with my seat because I don't want anybody changing the settings on my seat or anything. She's like, I don't care about Peloton. She doesn't need to exercise. She's got like a perfect body and she doesn't do anything. Well, on the, come uh, on. She uh, exercises. She doesn't do anything. She just like. She used to, I used to see her running and with yeah, you not and anymore. biking with you. Nope, no? nope. And you know what she does? Honest to what? God, she just cleans cat shit. And takes care of cats all day, and she's on her feet ninety percent of the day, and she's wow. ripped. She's ripped. All right, Mark. Uh, one question, last one. Are you uh, on the Metamucil? Right? Are you drinking enough <laughs> water? Because they're talking about you got to drink a ton of water with that shit. I drink a lot of water, man. I'm on water. My bowel movements are beautiful, Robin. Everything's good. It doesn't bother with the pissing at night, no. I'm pissing? I'm pissing like a, a racehorse. I'm. Uh, not even like a racehorse. Because I have an enlarged prostate, I drink right. water. Everyone's telling me I got to drink more water, got to drink more water, electrolytes, right. all this bullshit. So, okay, I'm drinking more water. At dinner last night, I'm down in water. And uh, last night, I was up three times pissing. And uh, it's not like a racehorse. Remember when you're young, you, like, you'd piss and it would be like coming out like a, like a horse. It would just <laughs> plop out of you. Now, it's like there's this little thin stream that comes out. Well, that's what I was going to say. When you're young, it's like a waterfall. You can hear it rushing out. And then as you get older, you can hardly even hear what noise. Oh, and and then I'm standing, you know, I have a urinal and I'm standing at the urinal and I just want to get back into bed because I'm like, oh, just maintain because I'll be up all night if I don't just get back into bed. But the pish is coming out so slow. I'm standing there and it's just like a little dribble. And then I, and what I do is I pull my underwear around my penis so I don't have to touch my penis because I don't want to have to wash my hands. I just want to get right back to bed and try going back to sleep. So then, I, inevitably, I finish peeing, and then there's some dribbling, but I have a tissue in my underpants to catch the dribble. But now I have to get my penis onto the uh, onto the tissue. Without touching the my penis. The tissue stays in the underwear. It, yes. It sta- yeah. Let me explain to you. The <laughs> tissue stays in my underwear. I'm pissing. You don't rewrap every time? No, no. Listen to this. No, I, because I just have to get back to bed. 
I get up, I pee for like, it takes me 10 minutes to get all the pee out. I'm holding my penis with the top of my underwear. Do you follow what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I, I clip it underneath my penis. Once the pee is done, the trick is to get my penis to land right on that square of tissue paper I have in my underpants. <laughs> How do you do that? I'm, I'm, I'm like a ninja now. Same way I squirt water up my ass. And so it, it, like if it hits just right, I'm good. I don't have to wash my hand. Last night, I couldn't get my tissue in place. So I, I had to handle the tissue, and now I have a dilemma. I go, well, if I wash my hands, I'm going to be up all fucking night. But how do you not wash your hands if you touch your own pee? So and then I was like, well, my own pee? I mean, can I get germs from my own pee? I guess I can. So I said, I don't want to be disgusting. So, all right, now I start washing my hands. And I go, now I'm fucked. Because now I'm washing up. It's almost like I'm up. But meanwhile, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's torture. Just, it's torture. torture. Everything's torture. I, get get off my phone, Mark. You're depressing me. <laughs> it's like ballet going on. You see why I'm just like miserable? No, I see that you make yourself miserable about yeah. everything. Don't you, say you, that the misery is coming from outside of you. You are making the misery. But how do I unmake it? I, it I'm miserable. You could just stop, just mm. like stopping watching Oprah. Instead of watching things that irritate you, you could stop. Do you think I should stop my ritual of trying to balance my penis on that little pad of paper? So don't, I don't make it a big deal. Oh, I can't. Me, I can't hit the toilet paper. So now I have to touch the toilet paper. Oh, I'll wash my hands. You should and go see to me sleep. when my penis doesn't hit the toilet paper properly. I go. <laughs> this is the noise I make. Oh fuck! 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 <laughs> my wife says to me last night, "What's going on? What is all that sighing and moaning?" And I was embarrassed. I'm like, I don't tell her that I, that I have. You're trying to position. I position my penis on a piece of toilet paper. <laughs> I just go, oh, you know, I go, the, the AV equipment just doesn't work right in this apartment. Uh, and, and I'm trying to fix the television, you know, do something manly in front of her. But meanwhile, I was, I was, oh, I was like all upset because I couldn't balance my penis on my tissue paper. See, you that's know. not a big deal. You're making it a big deal. Oh, you know what I got to do? Robin, I got to take a break. When we come back, uh, I'm going to put Psych on the phone, your boyfriend. Hey, how? I'll, I'll take what? How? Uh, oh. I want to let you know no. that the, the phones are working again. <laughs> Thanks, Gary Puppet. <laughs> okay, very good. <laughs> good man, Gary Puppet. All right, I'll uh, I'll be right back. And, and we're going to talk to Psych. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you all about it. I'm just giving you a tease. All right. I'm going to tickle your ass with a feather. But I'm first, tickled. <laughs> sufficiently tickled. Now these <laughs> words. To this here. If I get into this song, we'll never get anywhere. <laughs> yes. We can't just sit here and listen. You want to listen a little? <laughs> I'll sing. Ruin it for you. I wish I could just play that, that part. Is that a particularly tough riff? Yes. Right, Fred? That's not easy to play. It's an, an intermediate riff. It's an intermediate Yeah, riff. well, you know there's what? There's beginner's riffs, there's intermediate riffs, there's expert riffs. This is intermediate. Now, maybe for you. 
All I know is when the black crows. For me, it's the tough. Yeah, it's the middle ground. When the black crows were doing their thing the other the other day, and um, what was the first song they did? Was it Jealous again? Yeah. Yeah, and I was watching Rich, Rich Robinson, the guitar player, Chris's brother, you know, I, and he was playing. Oh no, I know what it was. Talks to angels or. No, that was the acoustic one? Yeah, with the acoustic one. Yeah, and talk, Rich is playing by himself, and I was so nervous for him that he'd fuck it up. Because to me, guitar is so difficult that he was playing it so beautifully, the guitar. And I know he's a professional guitarist, but I was, like, nervous that he'd fuck up the intro. I get nervous for the guy playing the guitar. Because it seems well, so hard. Solo, yeah. yeah. Except for the drums, I suppose. <laughs> now, you know what? I got you a new... I'm telling you, I have a new respect for drummers. When I watched um, Taylor, Taylor Hawkins, Hawkins giving a lesson, it's not really a lesson. It was an interview on the internet. I really, you got to watch it. He's talking about how he learned to play the drums. I know I was talking about this yesterday, but man, there's a lot more that goes into it than I realized. Because I always goof on the drummer. I'm like, yeah, he's replaceable, but... I don't know. You watch this Taylor Hawkins thing. It's not so easy. Yeah, not anybody can. Just anybody can do it. Yeah, I thought I could do it, you know. But, <laughs> it looked pretty uh, easy. Like, you just bang on the drum. I don't guess anything that's happening in a band can be really left to chance. You know, the bass player has to do what he does right. Here, this and is the, so does everybody else. This is when I got nervous. During that. And, you know, Chris is standing there watching him, and I'm like, well, who Everybody's fuck watching him. Hey, no, I was watching. You were watching him. <laughs> That's the part I thought. That sound. Yeah, we put the video of this out. I hope everyone's watching it. It's so good. I retweeted it yesterday. See, you and your social media. You and, and That's how Oprah gets you. Yeah. Never mentions the word addiction in certain company. Yes, she tell you she's an old. We have we have such a good catalog of music on that app, and uh, you know, I was on YouTube yesterday, and I was watching that clip again when Sammy Hagar. And Michael Anthony were in here uh, with the uh -huh. band. You know, they have a new band called The Circle. But they were doing Finish What You Started. They were sitting there telling, you know, Sammy was talking about how he wrote that song and how Eddie Van Halen was outside his window. You remember that whole thing? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was Sammy. Sammy was trying to fuck his wife. He was trying to get something going. Uh, Eddie Van Halen was outside his window yelling at him to come downstairs. So he wanted to work. He wanted to work. And with, I guess with Eddie, you got to go when Eddie's ready. And um, Sammy, Sammy said to his wife, hold on, goes downstairs. Sammy goes, because this is the only Van Halen song that Sammy actually played guitar on. Because he said, um, he said, hey, Eddie, I got this song in my head. He started playing it for Eddie. Then Eddie put in his little couple of licks. And, uh, and then Sammy said, hmm, the lyric will be, uh, he went upstairs to his wife and his wife was asleep now. And he was like, come on, baby, finish what you started. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, turn that off, please. I'm, I'm all set. And, and then it was like, um, it was like, oh, oh man, he, 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 he says, I'm incomplete. That's the greatest line. He goes, please, baby, finish what you started. I'm incomplete. He needed to <laughs> drop a load. It, so great. 
this part Eddie put it. You know, that little intro? Yeah. yeah. But go on, uh, I guess it's on YouTube, but also on our app. Watch these guys. So much fun. And then you see Michael Anthony uh, doing the harmonies with Sammy, and he's so uh-huh. good at it and so relaxed about it. Like, if I could do that, I'd be carrying on. Michael does it like it's nothing. about a guy who just didn't get off so great so fun i love musicians i love what they do beautiful mm. i tell you i had a band but nothing happened it was awful i told fred write me a hit song he still has you had mind. no michael anthony no michael anthony yeah, gotta get him that michael anthony is the greatest to watch very underrated so underrated, you know, he got, you know, when he got kicked out of Van Halen, he got such shit. I mean, I think, I don't know if it was Eddie or somebody said, oh, Michael Anthony, he can't play the bass, blah, blah, blah. The motherfucker can play his ass off. And then he starts singing. And uh, Sammy says, there's no better guy to double, you know, to double up with you on harmony right. than Michael Anthony. And he's right. It's a sweet sound. And why sound. would Van Halen have had him around for all those years? I don't know. If he couldn't play. Drives me crazy when they badmouth Michael Anthony. Such a talent. It's like it's kind of like Trump. Eddie Van Halen's a little bit like Trump. Like Trump will put a guy in his cabinet. Like He's the uh, greatest guy, the yeah. greatest guy, Attorney General. I'll make him Attorney General, and and, and the next thing you know, the, he's calling him a scumbag. <laughs> you appointed him, not us. <laughs> but at least Trump figures it out early. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's constant. <laughs> Eddie hangs on to you for thirty years. Right, I don't know what's before going on. Before he figures out you can't play. Michael Anthony is a dream, and then he's sitting on a chair. Watch that video that we have up on YouTube. That guy's sitting there on a chair. He's picking away at the bass. He's singing everything. He doesn't move. Looks like he died. And he just it's not a big deal to him. It's not a big but deal But that's what's great about musicians. Their instrument is like another part of their body. Yes. Yes. And everything they do is just so... It seems so easy. And I heard somebody saying to, like, uh, or some coach said about figure skaters... Your job is to make it look easy. That's why when I, you know, when when Van Halen kicked Michael Anthony out of the band and they were bad-mouthing me, I oh, can't play bass and he can't sing. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But that's what Trump, Trump was like, love Steve Bannon. The next thing you know, sloppy Steve Bannon. He looks like a bum. He's like a whole, I go, what the fuck just happened? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? That's I mean, the same wait, guy you were talking about last week? Last week, he was like the, the greatest thing that ever happened. <laughs> you, can, you don't get to do that. You just can't fucking do that. You can't call him sloppy, Steve Bannon. He was a great guy. He helped you get elected. Yeah. I mean, come on. A little loyalty. I'm incomplete. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me tell you about uh, Sykes. Sykes, who, uh, by the way, if you don't know Sykes, then you're not a listener of this show. Sykes, one of our most prolific, prolific. song parody artists. Yes, artist. artist. Amazing, amazing <laughs> musician and producer. Yes, he, he is. He really is. One of the things I say about Sykes, when he does a song parody, his songs often sound as good as the original, if not better. I mean, literally. You could be fooled, yeah. He's quite an impressionist. He can do impressions of almost every singer. So when he's singing about Robin's tits, you believe it. <laughs> you actually yeah, think. You think it's the artist himself singing. Yeah. Now, this guy probably could have done anything with his talent. And yet, in the ultimate act of stupidity, he dedicated himself to writing songs <laughs> about this Robin. This is what I was trying to tell him all that time. I was like, stop it. This is a worthless <laughs> endeavor. He had, a, he had a, a, a huge career ahead of him and then just decided to <laughs> sing about Robin. Um, well, unfortunately, uh, Syke, let me get him on the phone. Hey, Syke, how you doing, man? You there, buddy? What is going on with the phones today? Psych, you there? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. hello. There you are. There I am. Hello, Robin. Unfortunately, hey, Psych. unfortunately, Psych is suffering from, I hope I get this right, stage four lyomyosarcoma. That is correct, sir. Lyomyo? Lyomyo. Sounds kind of like an Italian dish. Now, how do you say it? I know. It sounds like the lyric of a song. Lyomyosarcoma. Lyomyosarcoma is correct. It's a uh, rare type of cancer that affects muscle tissue. Yes, it's usually it's uh, a uterine cancer that's found in women mostly, and a very low percentage of males usually get this. His doctor saying you're the lucky one. I'm the lucky one because I'm singing about you, Robin. So I get the uterine cancer. Sykes' doctor <laughs> says he has a uh, four pound tumor. Four pounds. Where is yes. it? Where is the tumor? So it's wrapped around the pelvis, the bladder, the kidneys, and the liver. It has metastasized since July. Um, it's, it's a crazy story. I went in July for a colonoscopy because I was feeling some pain after dinner, and the colonoscopy came out clear, so the doctor suggested that I get a CAT scan. When I got a CAT scan, the doctor said, man, you have a baby growing inside you that's you know, a four-pound tumor, and I said, where is it? And he suggested I get a liver biopsy because they didn't even know where it was. They just saw so much of it on the CAT scan. They didn't know what was happening. So I got the liver biopsy, and it showed that it started under the pelvis, was completely wrapped around the liver, the bladder, the kidneys. And they can't do surgery because since it's wrapped around all those organs, there's no possibility of doing a surgery on it because if they did the surgery, they would have to, you know, go in there and cut a lot of stuff out and it would be half the organs would be gone. So. Psych has uh, started chemo. His uh -huh. doctors tell him he probably has six months to live. Oh, dear. Well, it actually started out back in July. They gave me a 15-month um, to five-year prognosis for they they call that you know it's a life cycle so i was 15 month of five year in july i refused chemo three times because i didn't want to do the chemo right away then it went down to six months to three years in august and then in september they basically said You're, you have about six months left and the doctor said you better do something quick because this is growing too quickly i was trying why to would you refuse chemo psych well that's this is one of the reasons for this call is to hip 
people out there to the holistic approach, which is very, very, very amazingly big on, if you go on Google and you Google cancer and holistic approaches and stuff, most of the people out there are trying holistic stuff before they do chemo. And they're doing a lot of supplements, which I'm not going to get into, but there's tons and tons of different types of different holistic doctors out there. There's supplements, there's IV vitamin drips. There's so much stuff that goes on and they charge you lots of money for it, of course. And you think because you have no side effects from from the vitamin C IV drips and all the other stuff that this is going to be a cure-all. And the more you read about it, the more websites you find. And you find hundreds and hundreds of people that say, I've been cured holistically and I've never had to do chemo. But the one thing they don't tell you is a lot of these people are cured, but they are cured in a very low stage type cancer. So they might have just gotten this or they might be at stage So what you're saying, Psych, is don't uh, diagnose on the internet and don't sit there and evaluate. Maybe listen to your doctor. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying is had I started this chemo in July, I probably would be about 10, 10 times better than where I am now. But there's one more thing that was a caveat to this whole thing. So from July till, till basically around September, I was in no pain with this. This is the funny part of the story because I had this tumor in me, but I was writing songs for the show still. I was still sending in parodies. I was going out. I was doing everything, you know, working, doing everything normally. And I had no pain. So my body was telling me, hey, man, you don't have pain. You're, you're feeling well. Everything's okay. Why don't you just keep going? And you'd get tricked into feeling that you are okay. Because you, you felt good. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, Steve Jobs, that was his approach. He was going to cure himself holistically. Uh, Bob Marley, too. You know, you got to be careful with this stuff. It's a really, really good warning. Do. Listen, I just For, especially you- in the in the late stages, you already you know you started out at a very advanced stage. And I and didn't realize that I was around... in the late stage at the beginning. They never told me when I got diagnosed uh, at the beginning what stage I was in. They just said, you have a tumor. So, I mean, you can't, you, you know, of course, Robin, that you know that you can have tumors in lower stages. So sure, but when it's wrapped around all those organs, like, right. you're when in I trouble. A lot of people get caught up. Like Andy Kaufman tried to cure himself with crystals. You know, you start to read these things and you hear about some guy who maybe cured himself. But Robin's right. When you're... When you're this far along, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you don't have time to fool around. Um, first of all, let me, let, for those of you who don't know Sykes' work, I'll give you a little montage so you can get uh, caught up in that. Here are some of the most beautiful Robin songs ever written. Uh, I'll give you a couple of his greatest hits. There's millions of them. This is going to destroy the somber story, isn't it? (laughs) No, we'll get back to the somber. Just relax. Okay. Uh, Robin is a Sykes muse, right, Right, Syke? Absolutely. This montage, really some of the greatest hits. uh, He he does some of the greatest parodies that we've ever had. That's right. It's so good to hear that. In 2009, he submitted his first Robin's uh, Robin's Bohemian Ass, which was uh, (laughs) a a huge success right off the bat. Just can't wait to get in your hole again, Rob. 
They tuck you in your rear end Such a warm place, a lovely space to put my penis in Come on, let's see, see, see Robin's big torpedoes, those double G's Give me a big libido I'm gonna suck on your boobies Come on, your boobies Come on, then you can take my penis And stick it up your ass Amazing. Amazing stuff. Uh, I'll give you a couple of things about Syke. Syke, first of all, you know, he emailed his first song to Gary and Jason, who are producers on our show, and nothing happened with those songs. He emailed Why it to, that? because uh, they ignored it, and he emailed it to Sal, and it was on the air the next day. So kudos to Sal mm. for uh, realizing the genius of Syke. Um, and, I and, wonder what Gary and Jason didn't hear. I don't know. But that's, we just didn't get it here, right? We don't know. That's why I keep hiring more and more people. So hopefully <laughs> someone will get it. Um, so it'll get past Jason and Gary. On top of Sykes' uh, latest medical problems, as you know, Syke is blind. He wasn't born yeah. that way. He became blind at the age of two after actually beating a rare form of cancer called retinoblastoma. Yeah, right. I actually was. Well, I was born with a tumor, but they cut the tumor out. At it's a, it's a little little backstory. So it was six months. It wasn't two. I was six months old when they cut the first tumor out, and it was two that the tumor spread to the second eye. And so you had I to have both eyes better. removed, right? I did. Yes. And 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 psych. I got to tell you, with this guy, this is why I love him. He never let being blind slow him down. He That's taught, the easiest part of his life. <laughs> he taught himself to type at the age of six. He could type 140 words a minute by the time he was nine. In high school, he wasn't in bands, and uh, he was in bands, rather, and he says he even got laid easily because he was in bands. He doesn't have a seeing-eye dog. He doesn't use a cane. He rides oh, the how sub- does he get around? He would ride the subway by himself. He, 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 what, you ever see Daredevil? That's who he is. <laughs> he can play the guitar. He plays the drums. He plays the bass. On all those songs, he's played every instrument. He plays the sax, keyboard.